every one of you is a winner. Do you believe that? Every one of you is a winner. In fact, uh, why don't you just turn to the person, just to get a bit of activity happening here, turn to the person beside you and say, I would be the best looking person here today if it wasn't for you. <clears throat> Julia, I need to say that to you, baby. But it is a reality and a truth. God made you fantastic. God made you to be a winner, to be an overcomer. And sometimes we've just got to get a hold of his word to unlock that promise in our world, okay? So I want to really refer today to running and racing. And, and uh, how many love to run? How many here love to run? And, and uh, how, like the few people last, few people a couple of weeks ago did the marathon, whatever it was, over the Harbour Bridge. How many were in that? Come on, there's a few here. Yeah. How did you go? How did you go? Pretty quiet about it, okay? And, uh, but we love to run, we love to be, and um, I've been a very fast runner in my time, okay? And so uh, fairly, uh, I, I've loved running, I just love the fact of pacing it out and, uh, and running. And so I love, the Bible talks a lot about running. I've got a few of these at home, and uh, this has got my name on it for being the fastest guy at school, okay? The, the fastest and uh, you know, in my day, we only had little one. Don't need a great big thing like you guys need today because your self-esteem's all tied up and you've got to get something big so that you can actually enjoy it, okay? But we were pretty happy just to get these. And uh, so that there is a trophy in 19... <laughs> this will scare you. 1965. Dom McDonnell. School champion. There we go, baby. And uh, so, and I've, con I've consistently enjoyed running and racing. And of course, there was a season in my life where I couldn't even take one step when I was paralyzed from the neck down after that terrible quad bike accident. And, uh, but like the testimony we've heard today, I thank God that he is a miracle working God. And uh, we don't have to remain where we are. We can live in the victory of our tomorrow, okay? And the more we focus on the past, the more the, or the further away the future is. But if we'll focus on our future, and that's a great thing about running. If you'll run toward your goal, if you'll set your sights and run, you leave your past behind. Whatever that may hold, if you need to leave it behind, the best way I can think is to run toward your future, and leave the past where it is because it fades into the distance the quicker you get into your future. And I believe God wants us to live in the victory of our tomorrow. So just a couple of verses to start with. And I want to start with, of course, and it's got to be, um, no, no, I've got a better verse than that, actually. Here it is. Um, <clears throat> here it is. Oh, boy. Um, can you put it up on the screen, please? I can't find it. And uh, here it is, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7 says this, I have fought the good fight. Why don't we read it together? Come on. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I've kept the faith. Let's do that one more time. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. That was the writings of Paul. 
This is Paul after he's lived life, after he's experienced a lot of life, and at the end of a pretty horrific season, he writes those incredible words to Timothy, one of the guys he's discipling. So anyone I'm discipling this morning, here's a great word for you. Uh, As Paul says, I fought the good fight, finished the race. The goal is not to start the race, the goal is to finish the race. And I believe that if we want to represent our city, right now we're talking about love our city, the best way you will love your city is by outliving the passionate word of God in your heart so that it literally reflects a life where Jesus says even in the end, well done, good and faithful servant. And if you want to hear that, we've got to run well. And we need to influence a whole lot of people in our city and beyond with the love of Christ. And you won't do it if you're depressed. You won't do it if you're, if you're living a life that's less than excited or enthusiastic or expectant. So we've got to live life a little bit expectant. Because you will meet people in your next season who need you to be on top of your game. Who need you to be living a life that's got a little bit of fruit to it. Because the Bible says that we will have fruit in our life if we outlive the promises of God, we'll have the blessing of God in our life. And uh, so to do that, you've got to have some focuses in your world. And so I'm just going to go to the Word of God this morning and give you this. Hebrews chapter 12. I love this scripture. It says this, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1 says, here we go. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders And the sin that easily ensnares us. And let us run with perseverance. The race that is marked out for us. So your lane's already marked out. So there's some real truth in what Paul is writing to us here. About being a winner in the race. In fact, almost worthy of starting again. Therefore... Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Number one, you've got a crowd that's... Che- I hope you've got someone cheering you on. Yeah. I hope you've got some people. I see Janice sitting here. Every now and then I go down to Pharaoh just to cheer Janice on. She's one of the people behind the till there and I just love... Go- I love to cheer people on in their race. I love to see people who wherever they are in the race to get another burst of energy to run the next, le- the next little distance, if it's a relay, to complete your relay incredibly enthusiastically. Because why? The rest of the team's relying on you. If it's a relay, the next runner wants you to do incredibly well in your sprint. And boy, I used to be good at that sprint. No matter what they said, they'd bring in a new kid from another school thinking he could beat me. But there was not a chance because it was in my head that nobody could beat me. I don't know how that happened, but it was just in my head. Nobody could beat me, and they never did. And the reality is that we have people in this place who are empowered by the power of the Holy Spirit, and you've got God's Word over you and God's destiny over you, and there's no race in God that you cannot complete in Him. So get ready to outlive some incredible promises this week, okay? Um, You are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, even the people who have gone before you. I always see uh, people, I don't know about you, but in my Christian walk, I see people, the Bible says they're on the grandstands of heaven cheering us on. So the reality is you've got Paul up there, you've got Moses up there, you've got David up there. These guys are cheering you on. 
So we're without excuse to live in a little bit of victory. And the way you find that cheering you on is you read the pages of this book. And you find that people like David were men that would not rely on the circuit or trust the circumstances, but believed that God's call on his life would empower him to be more than a conqueror. David, the guy who Goliath comes out and he's intimidating the people of God. And they're all running. They're running. They're still in a race, but they're running the wrong way. And there's every now and then you meet people that run the wrong way. They, I don't know how it is, but they reverse engines and they run in the opposite direction. God wants you to run toward your challenges and take them out in Jesus' name. So David had to make a decision. And he made a decision. Everybody else was running, but David made a decision. You know, you can come up here, get prayer, fall over. I was at a meeting the other day. People were going down under the power of God. They were shaking on the floor. They were laughing. All sorts of stuff was happening. But when they get up, I want to know what sort of choice you're making because it's the choices you make that destroy the plans of the evil one. The devil is intimidated when you make choices to live an incredible victory in God. And it's not really, we can have a great time in church, but we start living when we walk out these doors. That's when it really starts out, where the rubber meets the road. So it says we've got a great cloud of witnesses. And I always like to think of the people that have gone before me. I think of the many, of course, that have gone before me, including my amazing parents and, and my awesome son, uh, Regan. But I see them. I often see them barracking me on and saying, come on. In fact, every now and then I hear them say, come on, you can do it. And I want you to hear those words from heaven this morning. Come on, you can do it. And whoever that is right now that's battling with that. But here it is. And it goes on to say, um, great cloud of witnesses cheering you on. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily, easily, it says, ensnares us. So there's a lot of things in life that kind of come along and creep up on you. And let us run with perseverance. Anybody got any perseverance this morning? Yeah? Let us run with perseverance, the race that is marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, scorning the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weak or lose heart. Those are great words, aren't they? Not to grow weak and lose heart. So I want to just give you some keys today in being a great overcomer. Number one, you've got to stay fit. You've got to stay fit. If you want to write down point number one, you've got to stay fit. So the best way I know of staying fit is to get the Word of God activated in your life and outlive the principles of the Word of God. The Bible very clearly says, uh, um, um, Paul wrote, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. So it's not in our own ability. I don't know if there's any people here that go to the gym, but uh, you find that you will do a lot better in a physical race on earth if you go to the gym and you get fit, okay? I was talking to Greg sitting here in the third row this morning. He was, <laughs> he was telling me that he's rowing five kilometers in 23 seconds. I know he meant minutes. 
but, uh, but uh, 23 minutes he's doing um, five kilometres on the rowing machine, okay? I don't know if any of you guys have been there and been in the rowing machine and got alongside someone. It's an intimidating thing to be alongside. The Bible says not to compare yourself with others. It's very plain and clear. And it says, do not compare yourself. But when you go to the gym, it's very hard not to compare yourself when you're on the rowing machine alongside Jim or even his, uh, alongside um, uh, Greg or even his dad, Terry. Terry, he may even beat that. I don't know. I think when I was rowing against Terry, he was doing one kilometre in four minutes and that was taking a bit of keeping up with. I don't know if you're still doing that, Terry. But talk about the physical challenge of comparing because you can't sit there and watch his dial without thinking, I've got to get this together. In fact, before I even joined the gym, I didn't tell him I was joining the gym, and I went and did a whole lot of gym exercise without telling him so I could get my rowing up to speed before I sat down beside him. Luckily, there's no gyms in, well, there is no gyms in heaven. There's none in the Bible, incidentally, either, by the way. And uh, so I'm referring purely to your spiritual fitness, okay? Because, uh, and, and the gym, I mean, my goodness, there's so much comparison goes. Don't ever get tied up in comparison. That will rob you from finishing your race well, okay? A lot of people comparing today. Thousands of people hooked up and comparing. They're, you know, fake, comparing themselves on Facebook and, and Instagram and Twitter and all the things that are on there. You were happy with your Honda Accord until you saw one of your best friends driving something that was a little sharper than that. And then you no longer liked your Honda Accord. That's why the Bible says, don't compare yourself. Be content to live in the, in the gifts that God gave you and the ability that he gave you. And you get in the gym, man, there's a lot of, they're looking in mirrors down there all the time. They're shaping up in front of the mirror. Any of you been there? Looking like you don't know what I'm talking about. You know, you get in the, the in the, in the, <laughs> Sometimes you don't even know which, which uh, bathroom you're in because in the guy's bathroom, they've got hair straighteners and things. It's, it's just totally wrong. It's like wrong. That's why there's no gyms in the Bible. I've, <laughs> I've just noticed Ern is here who runs a gym, so I've got to be very careful what I say from here on. Um, but anyway, uh, Erna, uh, <laughs> she'll be on to me after this. Where are you? I haven't seen you. And uh, so I'm, I'm now in trouble, all right? And, uh, but uh, the reality is um, no gyms in the Bible. As I say, Adam and Eve didn't have a gym, didn't need one until they ate the forbidden fruit. And uh, before that, I guess, Adam probably had the perfect V-shaped body. <laughs> Eve would have had an hourglass body, no carbs ever come nearer. And, uh, and uh, is that in the Bible, Pastor Don? Yeah, it is. They were naked and not ashamed. It pretty much says it. Um, uh, uh, I, I do believe, though, I believe that if we want to win our race in life, there's some real principles we've got to abide by. And Paul's saying here, if you will run this race without becoming entangled or easily ensnared, and I meet a lot of people who are carrying a lot of stuff and trying to run the race, but they can't because they're not free. You've got to be free in your spirit. If you want to run and win a race, you've got to be free. When I used to win every race I participated in, I made sure I was carrying nothing excess. And I want a couple of volunteers because we're going to do a bit of running here this morning. I'd just like a couple of volunteers. And so... 
do I need to pull them out or are they just going to turn up? Um, I want, uh, <laughs> we're getting a girl in it. Emily? It's, is it Emily? It is Emily. Emily, you're gorgeous, so you're one of my runners. Can you please? She doesn't want to be? You don't want to be? Oh, oh um, I'm picking you, man. Come on up here. That's one of my runners, okay? I need another runner. Emily's not coming. Hey, oh. Yeah, who you, you pick someone, man. You pick someone, and then it won't look bad. Look, I'm picking it. Here, here they are, my two runners, okay? Okay. Here they go, all right? So come up here, guys. I need you right up here. I need you up here looking good. They're looking good, aren't they? Give them a big, these are my, uh, my illustration for the day. Now, if I give these guys, who's the fastest? Who is the fastest, okay? Who, who, who can, you can beat him? Probably, you reckon? Okay. I think, um, uh, was it uh, uh, Henry Ford said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So I don't know. Let's check that out, okay? So here's what you're going to do, guys. You're going to go right down that side there. Long there, down there, in front of the sound desk, otherwise you'll bowl stuff, and then around there. So it's a bit of an obstacle course, and then down that side, and the first back to here is the winner, okay? On your marks. Anybody? Who, hey, who's, come on. Um, who's, cheer, who's, who's, got, who you got, who's cheering here? Okay, okay, and? Pitiful cheering, man. I hope they're cheering louder in heaven right now. But here we go. And online, if you're watching this, these guys are just about to do a lap around a building on the, on the count of one, two, three, go. How's that? Well done. Congratulations. Come back, come back, come back. Now, see, you did that incredibly well, but I just want to hand you a few things here. And uh, so, because this is actually what happens in life, you see. We start off, every one of us won the first race you were in, which happened to be up the fallopian tube, I think it's called, or whatever it's called. And uh, you all won that race, all right? Too much information? But anyway, you all run that right. I'd like you to put that on right now. You can. It's just a little bit of a dive belt. And uh, you all won that race. But what happens in life, you see, there's some things that happens. And I just want to list a few of those today. Like one other thing. That's not too bad. You reckon you could still win? Okay. And uh, I reckon we should just give you this for a bit of a try. Can you get, can you get this on? It's just life. It's not very heavy. There you go. So the things we take on in life, though, that actually weigh us down, and I find that most people, one of the greatest tricks of the enemy, see, the Bible says that Jesus took our sin at Calvary. It tells you very clearly that we as ne- there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But one of the devil's greatest tricks, if he can weigh you down with the thoughts of how you used to be, is that okay? No. <laughs> Do you need a rest before you run? No, you're okay. Stand- Jesse kept some standers up here for 25 minutes last week. We won't do that to you. Um, 
Um, condemnation is one of the greatest things, and I find that many people trying to run with condemnation, believing the lies of the enemy, and they are therefore no longer powerful in their walk and no longer able to deliver the victory of the gifts of the Spirit, which should be operating in your life, because we're carrying condemnation. The devil's whispering in our ear, reminding it of stuff that happened 20 years ago, when in reality, Jesus set us free by washing us in the blood of the Lamb, and we have the victory through Christ. So we need to live in the victory. Now, he's carrying a bit of weight there. I reckon. Oh, he's got, already got the belt on. Okay. So the belt, the, the belt that he's wearing, um, you could call this one condemnation because I think it's one of the heaviest things we carry in life is the lies of the enemy about condemnation. Don't know about you, but when I was a kid, my mum and dad brought me a, sh- a slingshot, sling. Dad gave me a slingshot for Christmas, okay? It's, you know, sling, you know, that's like a V, th- a Y with a piece of big rubber on it. And uh, so it was a Christmas present, and I was, think I was 10 at the time, maybe 12. My, yeah, that's right, I was 12. My brother was 10, my brother Mick, and I had another brother, Greg, who was 8, 8, 10, and 12. Perfect way to have your kids. And, uh, and so here we were, and I had my slingshot, so obviously you get and you line up the tins on the fence and you try to hit them. But I couldn't get those darn tins and uh, we had to get a lot closer to make it work. And then I remember one day looking at mum's chooks and uh, something about a movie. You would think if you can't hit the tin on the fence, you're never going to get the chook. And anyway, I pulled this thing back with a nice stone in it and, and left. I don't even think I can finish the story. This is not, I haven't even, they haven't given me a slug gun for the next Christmas. But anyway, and uh, so I pulled back and let the stone go and it hurtled through the air and collected one of mum's best laying hens in the head and it dropped dead immediately. Sorry. (laughs) Turning into a terrible message. And uh, so, obviously, I had a nice funeral for the hen and buried the hen before mum saw it. <laughs> so we had to get the hen out of sight. Cain and Abel, I think, did the same deal. And so we got rid of the hen, and it was no longer visible. And so I was thinking, you're free. And that night, because was back in the day, the after dinner, uh, mum said, come on, Don, you're on dishes tonight. Oh, sorry, sorry, come on, Mick, you're on dishes tonight. And he said, no, Don's doing the dishes for me. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? I was 12 years old. I was like, what do you mean? I'm not doing your dishes. He said, remember? And so immediately, <laughs> you remember the chook that you killed earlier and you've buried outside and mum doesn't know. So I did the dishes. About... A month later, after I'm doing every chore on the property, I suddenly woke up and thought, stuff this. So I went to mum, and I said, mum, I've got a confession. And she's like, what is it, Donald? I was her favorite son, by the way, all right? (laughs) What is it, Donald? And I said, look, mum, I've got to tell you, about four weeks ago, I killed your best laying chook with my Shanghai. And she said, Donald... I saw you do it. <laughs> I've known all the time. 
I was just wondering how long you're going to let your brother enslave you. <laughs> and here's the reality in life. Most of us go through life being enslaved by the devil for things that Jesus has forgiven us. Even my mum said, man, I forgave you the moment it happened. But we live these lives in condemnation. Are you doing all right? No. <laughs> <laughs> the lives in condemnation because we're carrying this weight and it slows us down and it's painful to our spirit and it stops us and it hinders us. The second thing he's got on here, he's got a weight belt, which is also incredibly heavy and Dave put extra weights on it to make sure, okay? But there's a lot of people right now and one of the things that we carry is offense. We carry offense and unforgiveness. And if you're carrying un offense and unforgiveness, though, I'm going to suggest to you right now, you need to let it go and let God have the victory through forgiveness in your life. And then you can run the race and finish incredibly well with God's blessing on your life. We cannot. You see, in life, I find, and, and there's a whole lot of things inside here. There's a whole lot of things that get in, get in there, and we don't need. Once you take one thing on, there's other things that seem to add to it, things like this barbell here and, and, and things like this darn barbell here which is like and, and that's what happens in life because once you take one thing on it allows other things to go there's a verse in the bible that says that he it, for example it says if the if satan gets cast out of your life he comes back and he looks for an empty life that he can just fill up with a few more heavy things that'll weigh you down and stop you from running now sorry and now God wants you to be able to run free and in victory. And I really believe today that right now, as we see that, now, listen, let's just try it. Let's just try it. Now that you've got all that weight on you, let's see how that race goes again. On your mark, gets, now don't want you killing yourself or falling over, okay? <laughs> on your mark, get set, go. Cheer them on. Give him a huge hand clap. That's absolutely brilliant. Let me get, in fact, your brother can get it off for you. Thanks, guys. Get that off for you, and we'll finish this. But I want to tell you right now, you'll notice how it slowed him down. He still did incredibly well with unbelievable amount of weight on there, to be honest with you. And uh, congratulations, mate. Incredibly well done. But I want to say right now, if you let a fence get on your life, it will stop you. It will hold you back. So you've got to let go of a fence and let God get the victory in every part of your life. Are you with me today? The third thing that I want to really challenge in your life today in getting rid of and casting it off your world is, and I'm going to miss a few here because we've just got no time left, really, to be honest with you. But I really believe that some people here need to deal with uh, disappointment disappointment we'll just go there it's the last one I'm going to give you today it's a lot of things we carry but disappointment is a big one because what happens we get disappointed when things don't happen as they should and so what happens it locks us down and disappointment can be a big hold up in our lives because once we're disappointed we become discouraged 
we begin to leave some of the foundational truths and we begin to look for instant fixes and stuff that can help us right there. But God wants us to refer back to his word and say, my promises still stand in your life. And there's people here today that have had that kind of experience. And, and I'm, I know I'm preaching here right now, but I'm going to walk right down here. This will make people nervous. I'm going to grab a hold of this young woman here. Can I pray for you? Now that I've grabbed you, everybody else just breathing a sigh of relief, Hannah. But Hannah, I want to say this. In the struggles of life, in the struggles that you have walked through, in the battles, and here's the deal. Sometimes we're hanging on. In fact, there are other people here right now who are hanging on by it's like your fingertips. Maybe even talking to you right here. But you're hanging on by your fingertips. It's like too much discouragement, too much disappointment. It hasn't worked out like you thought it might work out. The devil's come along and tried to pull you, pull you off your, out of the lane you're in. And I want to tell you right now, maybe it's a God thing that I pull you out here today, but you've been a woman that's been through some struggles in life, but God says right now, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to remove every weight. I'm going to take away the condemnation. I cancelled it at Calvary, and the victory is yours. Does that sound good for you today? God, I want to pray right now for a mighty miracle right here. I thank you, God, that you are a God of victory, a God of breakthrough, and a God of overcoming. And I pray right now. In fact, just take a step forward because you're going to feel lighter right here. Just take one step forward. That'll do. That's Ford and Vietnamese. In Jesus' name right now, touch her with the power of God and let her be totally released in Jesus' name. Amen. Go, girl. The power of the love of God is just coming on you right there. I believe that right across this place, you see, you've got to run in your lane. One of the things Paul said, obviously he never lived in Auckland. He said, stay in your own lane. If you live in Auckland, there ain't no way you're staying in your own lane. You swap into every other lane you can get in. It looks faster, and it looks better for some reason. Some of you have nearly killed yourself trying to get in the wrong lane. And Paul said, stay in your own lane. The Bible's very clear on that. In life, we need to run in our lane. God's got a different call on you to what he's got on me. Faye, sitting right there, God's got a different call on you to what he's got on my life. But it's a call to unlock incredible victory in the business world and in the entrepreneurial world in your life. And it's on your life right now. So God has different callings on each one of us. And we've got to recognize where they are. Pastor Zahn, who got up here before, our youth pastor, God's got a different call. Even though he came here and got touched by the power of God and stepped into an incredible anointing, it's a different thing to what's on me. If he stays in his lane and runs that race, God's going to do mighty things and see thousands of young people's lives transformed by the power of God, especially at the upcoming camp. But we've got to stay in our own lane and run in our own lane. Right now, right across this place, there are people here that are burdened down. You're trying to run, but you can't run. You want to finish well, but you can't finish well. You're carrying too much in your will. And I want to tell you right now, the promises of God are that you would be free in Jesus' name. That today you could rise up and unload just like he took. Well, look at it, he just dropped it there. Didn't even put it away properly. Just dropped it incredibly. What's his room look like at home ever? And, uh, and, uh, but there are people right now, and God's saying, it's time to get rid of what you're carrying. 
And I want to finish there because my time's up today. But uh, we'll finish the next, maybe next week we'll do part two. But here's what I want to do right now. I want to pray for people here. Because I believe right now that we're in an incredible race right now. And as we finish that race well, that we're going to see amazing victory. And God's going to transform the lives of literally thousands across our city and our nation in Jesus' name. That's what we're called for, guys. That's what we're called for. That's what God's anointed you for. Because you can have so much disappointment in life, in business, in marriage, in relationships. So many disappointments. Bring it to the cross of Christ. And he will give you the victory. You don't have to turn to substance to find the answer for your disappointment. You can turn to Jesus today. He is the answer for your future. And I want you to bow your heads. I want to pray with you. Father, I pray right now, right across this place. I thank you right now for the miracles that are in this house. I thank you right now, God, for the breakthrough that's here. And I ask right now in Jesus' name, Lord, for people here today that need to get rid of stuff out of their lives. I pray, and the first person I want to pray for here today is anyone here today, and you're carrying the, the burden of sin. You, you feel like you don't have relationship with God. You haven't received God's forgiveness. And today, you're like, Don, I need to feel and know the forgiveness and the grace and the love of God in my life. And friend, if that's you, and you need God's love, grace, and forgiveness in your world today, why don't you Real quick, just lift your hand, and I'll pr include you in a prayer today, and we'll believe God for a miracle in your life. If that, yeah, God bless you, man. That's absolutely outstanding. Is there anybody else today? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hand down again. Thank you. Is there anybody else right now? And hey, Don, I just need to know God's forgiveness in my life. Thank you, man. That's awesome. Awesome. One more person. I believe there's one more person here today, and God's speaking to your heart right now. And he's saying, I love you so much. I paid the cross. On the cross, sorry, I paid the price for your sin. And you are forgiven. And you need to receive that forgiveness today. Whoever that is right now. Just right now. Just, hey, Don, that's me. That's me. Just lift your hand. Give me a wave if that's you. If you haven't already. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet? Because I believe right now there's miracle power in this meeting. And I believe the power of God is here today to just like that stuff's been dumped there. I believe there are people here right now that are going to get rid of condemnation, that are going to shake off some shame that's been gripping you, going to shake off some disappointment that's been holding you back from living freely in God's victory and, and losing your smile and losing your joy. The Bible says, with joy. You will draw from the wells of salvation with joy. So you need your joy to draw because that's what you draw with. And if you haven't got the joy, there'll be no drawing from the well of your salvation and therefore there'll be no enthusiasm and there won't be a victorious overcoming life. So right now, I'm going to give you an opportunity today and I'm just going to very quickly right now open the altar in this place. And friend, if you're here today and you're saying, hey, I need to get rid of some disappointment. I need to get rid of some, I've been carrying a whole lot of condemnation. I refuse to live there a day longer. I've been living in fear. I've been carrying offense in my life. I've got unforgiveness that's controlling me and gripping my heart. And I don't feel free. Well, today God's saying, I came to set you free so you can run like you've never run before. We're coming into Christmas right now. What a great time to be able to have the freedom of God in your life and the joy, the overwhelming joy of Jesus in your life. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. 
you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.